Hello, praise the Lord, and welcome to another broadcast podcast. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Hallelujah. Today I would like to be coming from Psalms. By the way, my name is Jane. And I'm so glad that you can come and join. Praise God. Today I will be talking from Psalms 13 and 2, Psalms 107 and 39, Isaiah 14 and 3. And as I go, there might be more scriptures. Amen. Praise God. And also, Job, the fifth chapter. Praise God. Today's episode would be, Don't Drown Yourself in Sorrow. Don't Drown Yourself in Sorrow. Hallelujah. You know, David was asking a question and Psalms, the 13th chapter and the second verse, he said, hmm, how long shall I take counsel, glory be to God, in my soul? Sorrows is in my heart daily. How long shall my enemy be exalted over me, glory be to God? And then in Psalms 107 and 39, it says, Again, they are minished and brought low. They are in oppression, afflicted, and in sorrow. Hallelujah. So, David wanted to know how long am I going to be uh, dealing with this situation? Because, you know, I, I, I just... I can't take it. I've been going through this every day. Daily means every day. He was asking God a question. Lord, when you're going to help me with this? Because my enemies, they crazy. They, they, they just terribly just really making me so irritated. And out my heart, I, I'm in sorrow. My soul, my soul is in sorrow. My heart. I've been going to the counselors, my, 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 trying to find out what I'm going to do, Lord, well, I, I, how I'm going to get through this. I've, I've been going to counselors, getting, in other words, therapy. That's what counselors do. They help you to get over what you cannot get over. Or a coach. I've been going to these counselors, and I'm trying to, eh, trying to. Find out. See, I've been taking counsel. I've been taking counsel of this. I, I I've been going, trying to trying to get some help here, 
Try to find out how am I gonna get how am I gonna get through this? He said, My soul. I've been taking counsel in my soul. This has been affecting me to my soul. I've been in sorrow every day. That means tears. I've 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 had tears. Sorrow. I had I I've had grief. I've 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 had pain. Then he said, How long shall these enemies be exalted? Over me. He wanted to know how long. He was in distress. He was depressed. He was perplexed by God. But God always has an answer. Hallelujah. And God is good. God is good. He always has an answer. He said, and again, in Psalms 107, 107 and 13, 39, excuse me. He said again, and they are minished. It was talking about the children of Israel. Here they go again. Back around the blueberry bush again. They are minished. They are brought low. They, uh, through oppression and then through afflictions and sorrow. They had many afflictions and the sorrows and they were oppressed people. They were oppressed people. When the Israelites was going through, they went through a lot of oppression. You know, it all goes all the way back to the Egyptians when they were over them. They were oppressed of these people. Day and night, they worked. They they punished them. If they wasn't fast enough, they didn't do what they wanted them to do. They punished them. They were unjust, my God. That's what that means. They were unjust. These Egyptians were unjust. It wasn't fair. And many times a night, we say the same things. It isn't fair. It isn't fair that I be afflicted, that I be in sorrow and pain. It isn't fair. Say, my God, why me? That's what people say. Why me? And they put a big, big, big question mark on top of that. Well, David knew all about it. He knew all about it. Because he was leader over the Israelites and he would just look at them, how they were going through the same thing. They were menaced. They were afflicted. Time and the time and the time. Because they disobeyed God also. Because they walked away from God. So many things had many sorrows and pains had also Derailed them time and time again. And then Isaiah 14 and 3. He say, and, and shall come. 
And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall give the rest from thy sorrow and from thy fear and the hand of bondage and hard bondage wherein thou was made to serve. God remembered Israel. But he told them, he gave them a promise. Look, I'm going to give you rest. I'm going to give you rest from your sorrows, said the Lord. I'm going to help you. Isn't that good news? I'm going to help you, said the Lord. It's going to come to pass. You don't have to worry. It's going to come to pass. I'm going to help you. I shall give you rest from the sorrow. So all that you've been going through, all that pain, all that trouble you've been going through. God said, I am going to give you rest. And from the hard bondage, they were under hard bondage when they were in Egypt. Hard bondage. They say Pharaoh was a hard taskmaster. Lord, my God. Have you had any hard people in your life? Then you would know. Very unjust. Unequified. No equity. Not fair. And their judgments. Not right. But God said, I got a way. I'm going to give you rest. So when thou was made to serve you, they were made so that means they, they put some, some hardness on them. They whipped them. They were made. When something is made to do something, it is forced, my God. They were forced to do something that they didn't feel like they wanted to do. And if they didn't do it, they suffered cruelty. My God. And that's what I'm saying. And that's what God is saying. He got rest for you. Those of y'all that's out there and depressed. You, you're feeling low. God got something good for you. He got rest for you. And if anybody out there know what rest is, have you ever had a restful day? Where it's like everything just seemed to go okay. You, you lay down. You feel peaceful. Everything around you feels great. You don't hear no arguments. You don't hear no fighting. You don't you don't even hear nothing on the street that much. Since cars probably up and down the street a little bit. Or, you know, maybe a neighbor or something. Maybe say hello out to, to somebody out there or something. But everything is peaceful and quiet. Well, God is referring to that peace. That rest. Rest means I'm not troubled about this thing anymore. Because I decided to follow Christ. I decided to come to him. Now, he said that he was going to give me a promise. And he did so. So God said, if he said that he was going to, and, and you know, he did deliver. He brought the children of Israel, my God, out of Egypt, glory be to God, through the hands of Moses. Hallelujah. So God 
was preparing their rest, which is which was that land of milk and honey, for them to rest in and have that peace and tranquility. Anything that is milk is healthy, is helpful, is good. Honey is sweet. That means anything that's sweet doesn't have no detrimental consequences. Doesn't have hurt and pain behind it. Doesn't make your head spin. Doesn't make you have to think twice, my Lord. Something is sweet. Milk and honey. Provision. So they didn't have to worry. God said, I'm going to give you that rest. I'm going to give you that provision. I am going to give you sweetness. Well, we know the opposite of sweetness is bitterness. Anything bitter is nasty. So the opposite of anything is bitter. We know sweet. Sweet is the cinnamon and antonym of is bitter. So we know something that's sweet is pleasant. Something that's sweet is restful. Something that's sweet is delicious. Something that's sweet uh, is good for the soul. So God is saying, I'm going to give you a sweet place. I'm going to give you a pleasant place. I'm going to give you a quiet place. I'm going to give you a peaceful place. He said he leaded me in Psalms 23 chapter. He said he leaded me beside the still waters. Peaceful, restful. Everything is calming over there. It's nothing turmoil. It's no sorrows, no pain there. Peaceful, quiet, calm, tranquility, pleasant. So I would like to express on the word depression. Depression means a persistent, which is constant, low mood. And a mood is a particular feeling a person feels within themselves that is uh, not good, not healthy, not energetic, my God. You don't feel energetic. I don't feel like doing that today. Maybe the next day too. Because it's persistent. And it keeps going and on and on. The next hour. I don't want to do do that. And I don't. don't, You know. It's stuff like that. In that perspective. So it is persistent low mood. It is constant. It is a lost. My God. Of interest. You are not interested anymore. You have lost your will to want to do. I'm not interested. You, that means you just, just not today. I, I don't feel that. I'm not interested. I, 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 I don't, I don't want to have any affiliations. Not interested. It doesn't appease me. It could be something wonderful. 
doesn't appease me. It's also feelings of worthlessness. You don't feel like you deserve nothing, my God. But guess what? You do. You do deserve something. Because God, he said you do. He got a place in heaven reserved for you. Because you do deserve it. He just wants us to come and be a part of him. Because we do deserve it. You know who don't deserve it? Satan don't deserve God's blessings. But because he was made to go to hell. He is the one that's supposed to be going to hell. Hell is made for him and his angels. God said not for his people. Not for his loved ones. Not for those who are dear to him. He did not make that place for them. He made place for the devil and his angels. Glory be to God. So don't never feel like you are worthless. But feel like you are worthy. Because you got a God truly that loves you. It's also when you have poor concentration. That means that you can't pay attention for a long time. On something that you're trying to do. And you really want to do it. You, you can't stick to it. You get discouraged, my God. Or you just get um, sideswiped like. You know, like, uh, I'll do that later. I don't want to finish that right now. You could have start off doing your chores for the day and end up saying, ah, oh, I'm tired. Just lost interest. You know, I don't, I don't want, I, I don't really, I'm not up to it. Your concentration, you have lost faith in yourself. The, the faith to push, you, you, you lost that push, that, that, that perseverance. Lost, and it comes even to the thought of harming yourself. You want to do self harm, and that's not good because you feel like, in other words, nobody loves me, nobody's concerned, nobody cares, nobody wants to help me get through what I got to get through. I'm left here to tally it out by myself. Well, that's a lie from the devil. You're not. And I also want to go further with that. The devil, he is the God of chaos. He is the God of disorder. Disorder. God said, I am of order. He said, do everything in decency and order. God said, because he is the God of order. He created the sun to rise. That's order. Because it lights the day. And the moon and the stars light the night. Because it's order. You never see the sun and the moon clashing with each other at the same time. Where uh, the moon is trying to outshine the sun. And the sun is trying to outshine the moon. You never see that. All of it has its parts. So God is a God of order. Satan is a God of disorder. And that's where the word disorder comes from. When they say, oh, she has a disorder. Or, or some kind of disorder. 
uh, bipolar or some kind of disorder, depressive uh, uh, maniac or some kind of disorder uh, in her mind, mentally, insanity, my Lord. So disorder means the lack of arrangement. It is confusion, my Lord, which is of the devil, my Lord. It is disarray. Glory be to God. So these are the grounds of which disorder stands. Arrangement means I can't get it together. It's like, have you ever heard a choir trying uh, 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 do, uh, to do an arrangement? And they was, one was saying, ah, and the other one was saying, ah, and it's like, oh, excuse me, oh, that arrangement is not right. Let's uh, fix that and get that in order. I want all the altos to say, ah, and I want all the tenors to say, yeah, or whatever, you know? So let's get this arrangement right, how things supposed to be, my God. So the devil is always trying to take things from the way it's supposed to be, how God created it to be. He doesn't want it to be that way. That selfish liar. He doesn't want it to be that way. So that is why he is trying his best to confuse. To make you think that you ain't nothing. You ain't worth nothing. You're the piece of trash. Whether it is any color in the world. He doesn't have respect. It can be uh, Mexican, uh, Chinese, blacks, whites. Whatever you want to name it. Korean, whatever it is. He doesn't have respect of person because all he likes is to try to get a soul that will yield to his life of you being worthless and means nothing but he's a liar God said let every man be a lie but God be true so God is the truth and whereas there's truth there's lies so remember, who is the liar? The one that tries to make things not arranged right, not go right, confused, uh, disarrayed. And James 3 and 16, it says that Satan, you know, in other words, he is the one started confusion and disorder in heaven. He is a deception. He likes to dismantle things. Hallelujah. So look up James 3.16 in your time and it will tell you a little bit more about this confusion. We also know that confusion has the negative effect on people. It is depression. And it bonds. The negativity bonds to, to depression. Like a negative. Like negative. So we know that the negative effect. 
He works through negative emotions, which as it is anger uh, used in the wrong way, because there's a good anger, which God says, be angry and sin not, glory be to God. And let not the sun go down on your wrath. So there is negative ang anger and there, and, there, and there is good. So the negative anger is what he works on. He tries to de depress you with that. And he tries to depress you with guilt, fear, and and to be contributed to the means of the negative effect. So all this means that it helps develop depression. Anger, fear, guilt, and anxiety, sadness, all of it is as negative emotion and it it, it contracepts into the development of depression. My God. Satan wants to dismantle. That means that he is trying to destroy the integrity, my God. Hallelujah. The functionality of. He don't want us to function. That's what they say depression is. A dis. Function, my, my, my God. That means I can't get alone. I, 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 I can't, I can't get in the, in the midst of this. I, 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 I can't, I can't adjust myself around this dysfunction. Nothing ain't going right, my Lord. Mentally, physically, and spiritually, dysfunctional. Don't know how to uh, be in, interpreted in with something that is not dysfunctional. So there's things that are functional and dysfunctional. And the devil don't want us to be functional. That means being able to do the things that normal people could do. So dysfunction is not able to do what normal people do or, or, or uh, be involved with. It's like if they have a handicap, I cannot do this for myself. That's dysfunctional. I need somebody else to help me to do this. I can't think for myself. I can't uh, do the things that normal people would normally do to help themselves. Without me being motivated or told or somebody has to push me into trying to, to get it done. It's like I'm on the, the dumb end of the rope and I don't uh, realize what is needful for me to be doing. But you're not dysfunctional today. So don't believe that lie. He just throw things before your eyes like he did Eve to accept it. 
And he whispered things like, you'll never be the same. You'll never be this. You will never accomplish this. You will never go forward. You'll always be backwards. You'll always be living in your past. And that's what he wants us to believe. But God is telling us, don't believe that. So dismantle means he comes to destroy your integrity, your functionality. He comes to strip you down. My God. Satan wants to do that. He comes to steal first. Then kill your integrity. He wants to destroy the character of who you are. He wants to remove. Oh, that's the deepest word I just said tonight. tonight. Remove. Remove. Remove all the good characteristics in you. Remove, remove, remove. Does anybody know what remove means? Yes. We understand. When we remove something, we take it away from the place that it was in. We cause it to be no longer functional. It's like some. It's like if I remove the chair out of the room, it is no longer a part of what's supposed to be good. Or remove mean I'm no longer a need of it. It's no good, or it's 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 uh, uh it's, it's it's unfunctional now. So remove. He wants to remove things that are good in our life to give us a name that God did not give us. God did not call you stupid. God did not call you dumb. God did not call you ignorant. God did not call you a fool. God, not, God did not call you uh, dysfunctional. So why do we accept those names? Because the devil wants us to accept Look how they looking at you. They looking at you funny, huh? They don't like you. And there you go. Drop your head. They don't like me. They don't like me. So, you know, you have to say, but I like me. God didn't give me that name. My name is My name is Tori, and I am smart. I am loved. I am cared for. I care for myself. I'm doing for myself. And so the devil don't want you to care for yourself. He don't want you to do for yourself. He don't want you to help yourself. He don't want you to be pleasant. He don't want you to be peaceful. He don't want none of that. But he is trying to tear. That's what he is trying to do. He's trying to tear it down. He's trying to remove that character from you. And give you another name. And he wants to tear it down. But God wants to build. Hallelujah. 
He wants to build us. Build, 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 build. I like that word. Build, 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 build. That means he wants to get you stronger. He wants you to be happy. He doesn't want you to be sad. He wants you to be glad. And how do, how do we build? We build. Just like in house. You know, also, the devil wants to tear down our house. He wants to tear it down. And in Greek, it means agios. So, agios means saint. It means bless. It means sacred. He wants to unbuild the things in our life. But God said, he said, be ye beloved. But you beloved, build yourselves up on your most holy faith. Jude 1 and 20. And then it says to 22, it said, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ unto so God wants us to keep ourselves where? In his love. Don't you know how much he loves you? You got to constantly tell yourself and remind yourself and tell yourself, God loves me. When nobody cares, he's there. Keep yourself in the love of God. Keep telling yourself that when you feel like nobody cares for you. You tell yourself that because you got the greatest love of all. We have God's love. Walk in his love. And we stay in his love. Hallelujah. Keep yourself. And then you look for that mercy. God said, looking for the mercy. Looking, K-I-N-G. Keep looking for God's mercy. He will have mercy on you. He will have mercy. The Lord Jesus Christ, he will have that mercy on you. But just something you got to do. You got to keep yourself in the love of God. And you got to build. How do we build? We build on God's holy word. Believing. Hallelujah. I'm getting there. So David, you know. Oh, hold on. It said beloved. Let me tell you what beloved means. Because he said beloved. He called you beloved. What a beloved person is. And um, the Greek is agapitos. Like it is likable. And it means true love. It's dear. And dear means Pilatus. Pilatus. Means you are high in price. And you are precious to God. Remember that. 
I am high in price and I am precious to God. David, you know, remember David in the Bible and Psalms 13 and 2, he was depressed. How was he depressed? Well, his situation, you know, he was going through some changes, you know, and he wanted to know. He kept asking God, he said, how long will this thing be exalted? Will, will our enemies, just, you know, will they be exalted over me? How long? He just kept saying, how long? David had to get back on track. You know, it's funny how people, you know, how they're uh, people that are close to you, you know, there's people that are close to you. And um, and then there's people that are afar from you. They're not family. You know, those type of people, they don't affect you like the people that you're close to. You know, the people that's within your borders or your home, your friends, your loved ones. You know, because, you know, those type of people that's on the outskirts of your home are are not in your family. Does not, you don't, they don't have to go home with you. You don't have to face them face to face. And then when you hit the door and you come in your house, you don't have to face them. You, 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 you don't have to deal with their personalities. Uh, you don't have to respond to a question. You know, you don't have to go through all of that. So it's kind of different when you have to deal with people that's within your borders, within your home, face to face. And you have to deal with their questions. You have to deal with ups and downs. You know, that it can be a depressive situation. That is why we have to always be in a fight, it seems like, to get right. The devil uses that trick of manipulating our minds that he says nothing is going to get better for you. That's what he says. Nothing is going to get better for you. Oh, no. No, nah, ain't getting better for you. Look around. Ain't nothing getting better. Then he says... Um, Uh, well, you know, such and such did this and such and such did that. It's nothing getting better for you. But he's a lie. You know, David said, my foot had almost slipped because I saw the prosperity of the wicked. His foot almost Almost. It was at the brink. I can't take this no more. It was at the brink. I want to fall apart. It was at the brink. Lord, when are you going to come through for me? It was at the brink. Almost. But he didn't slip. Praise God. You see, he almost slipped into depression. He almost slipped into depression. Stress. And anxiety, worry, which plagues us. 
You know, those things plagues us day to day, daily. You know, the devil, you know, he really wants us to believe there is no way out, glory be to God, but he is alive. We don't have to be depressed. The Holy Ghost came to give us life because there is life in him. Hallelujah. We need to build up ourselves. Glory be to God. Just like you take the building blocks and you put them on top of each other. You got to work towards building. Building. I'm coming back. I'm getting my way back there again. I'm coming back. Coming back. I may have been down, but I'm getting back. We need to build ourselves up. By standing on our holy faith. Which is pure faith. It is firm. A holy faith is consecrated. It is faith in God. Hallelujah. In Psalms 107 and 39. It says the people of Israel felt these things. You know the people of Israel they went through. Like I was reading earlier, they they were minished and they suffered. They went through affliction. They went through sorrow. They went through these things. They felt it. And what they had to face, it kept them in a spin. It's like you're spinning. Like you just on America round, you're spinning. It kept them in a spin. And sometimes that's the way we are. Like the will, you know, the will of fortune. Well, the will of fortune. Will of fortune. And, you know, it's that television game that comes on TV and they spin the wheel and they all start clapping their hands and everybody's like, woo, woo. Then they say, give me an R. Give me an L. Give me an R. Give me an L. And they say, R L is it there? And then it point to it, and you hear the ding, 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 ding. Three L's, and you just won a thousand dollars. So you know, the devil wants to keep keep us on the wheel of fortune. You know, that's what he wants to do. Keep us on that wheel, that wheel of fortune. Well, it's time. That's what they say. It's time. And you know, they say, so he says today, when you get, the wheel stops, you said today, oppression. You just got a million dollars and you will be certainly down and out because I'm going to tell you a bunch of lies in your head. And because you're already, already depressed, I know you're going to accept that. Because you already believe what they said. They told you you weren't no good. They tell you you'll never be nothing. You'll never amount to nothing. You will never get to your goals. You will never be what God wants you to be. Just look at you. Nobody even likes how you comb your hair. Nobody even cares how you dress. Nobody cares about you. You're nothing. Which is unjust. This is an unjust thing. It is cruel. 
my God, my God, yeah, yeah, thank you, Peter, not shot. It is cruel. It is a cruel exercise of authority. Yes, it is. Of power. A sense of being weighed down in body or mind. The devil is never fair or just. He comes to make us be conformed to this world. Afflictions, which also means in Greek, ta denea. Extreme form of suffering, my God. He is trying to uproot life, glory, glory, glory of God out of us. He does not want us to live life, a prosperous life, a beautiful life, a glorious life with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He doesn't want us to be a help to nobody and he doesn't want us to be a help to ourselves. My God. But we got to tell him, you a lie. Say, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but you know who deliver us out of them all? Jesus, our Lord. But the Lord shall deliver us out of them all. That's what Israel said. He, they knew. The Lord was, they're going, God is going to help us. David was saying that son. Yes, you're going to be afflicted if you're righteous, my Lord. If you're trying to do the right thing, affliction is always going to come your way, my God. But God shall deliver us. Our Lord shall deliver us out of them all. Hallelujah. Isn't that good? news. Amen. We got to deliver that will deliver us despite of what people think of us. Amen. It said it's an extreme form of suffering. Hallelujah. It comes to suck the life out of us. The very life out of you. When something sucks the life out of you, it means it, de it de energizes you makes you to come down with low energy you don't have the drive to want to go and do forward things but backwards things you don't care sorrow in the greek means lepe it means to regret it means to have sadness it means to be grieved it means to be in pain it also means woe, which in the Greek means alimano, which means to be in tribulation. So we go to tribulation when we get in these states of mind. But God, in 1 Peter 4 and 12, he said, think it not strange. Concerning these fiery trials that come to trials, as if some strange thing has happened. God said, Don't think it's strange. This ain't nothing strange. If you out there trying to live right, ain't nothing strange that's going on right now that's trying to uh, decompose you. It's trying to take you out, it's trying to stop you from doing the will of God. 
Don't think it's strange, people of God. Don't think it's strange. This ain't nothing strange. People talking about you, putting you down, uh, uh, disowning you. I don't know you. I don't know you no more. I, I ain't got. I don't got nothing to do with you. Excuse me. Just totally took the hand and like, um, how uh, Jamie Foxx would say. And he put the hand, the stop hand in the person's face like, okay. One says, Joe, how God will do vengeance for them. God said he will do vengeance. You know, Job sent up a prayer to God. He said, you know my call. I must say forth my cause. He knew God was just. God was a just judge. And people who oppress. God is going to do something for them. The people that oppress you, God is going to do something for you. You know, in the 11th verse, it speaks. He said, God is going to pay attention. God is going to pay attention, glory be to God, to the lowly and the depressed. And they that mourn. God is going to bring them to a better day. Hallelujah. God has not forgotten you. God has not forgotten you. So put your hope in him. Like David did. David did. He put his trust. And he put his hope in him. David when he was depressed. In Psalms 42 and 11. You know, he had to have hope to believe. And to believe is to accept. Glory be to God. Glory. Mm -mm -mm. Yes, Lord. God wants us to accept him. When you are accepting God, you are trusting in him. When you are accepting God, you are believing in him. When you're accepting God, you have put your faith in him. So God wants us to accept. To accept something exists. That was, that's what belief means. So if you want to, you know, you want to get over. God said. He will lift the heads that hang down. So God wants to lift. The heads that hang down. So your head is hanging down because of oppression today. Because somebody says something to you that's unbelievable. Or maybe somebody put you down. Or maybe somebody made you feel like you was not worthy of life itself. 
You was not worthy to be here on this planet. You are not a deserver. You are a loser. Or you are a dumb person. And let me tell you. God wants to lift your head that hang down today. He wants to lift those heads that hang down. So don't think for one moment that he does not want to. He wants to. But he wants you to believe in him. Amen. I learned to have conviction is to have a strong persuasion. Are you persuaded tonight? Are you persuaded that you want to follow Christ? Are you persuaded that he's the way, the truth, and the life? Are you persuaded? You've got to be persuaded. Just look around and you will be persuaded. God bless. And I hope that something was said tonight that will strengthen you and help you on this journey. And let you know that God loves you in spite of what others say. You are loved tonight. You are a winner, not a loser. You are a fighter, not a quitter. In Jesus' name. Stay with God and he will stay with you. Keep looking up because there's nothing down. Keep the faith. Stay in the race because you're going to win. In Jesus' name. God wants to turn it around, but you got to let him. You got to say, Lord, here I am. Take me, Lord. Take me. Take me all the way. In Jesus' name. Have a blessed night. Hold your head up because there's nothing down. In Jesus' name. Bye. Hello, praise the Lord and welcome.